it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. News Podcast presents Brett Baer's All-Star Panel. America's got to be in the lead if you want to deal with these threats. We're going to lead. The morning is over. The shiva is done. And if you're a conservative, you should be optimistic. You know, my main priority right now is making sure that it delivers for the American people. We have to make our country great again, and I will do that. I think the president gets criticized by people all the time for the stuff he says, by people who ignore what he does. Now, Fox's chief political anchor, Brett Baer. New details being released about the FBI's raid on former President Trump's Florida residence, Mar-a-Lago, Monday. Multiple sources telling Fox the FBI raid is related to materials President Trump allegedly brought to his private residence once he left the White House. Classified materials. Is this administration weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against political opponents? Peter, the president believes in the rule of law. The president believes in the independence of the Department that's, of Justice. That's a yes or no. Just no, that is House. no. It's a yes or a no for you. I'm answering the question. You may not like it, but I'm answering the question. And as Democrats celebrate the passing of their $700 billion spending package, Republicans are looking for Democrats to take positions on key issues heading into the midterms. For this and more, we bring in our panel, Chief Political Correspondent for the Washington Examiner, Byron York, former Tennessee Congressman, co-host of The Five, Harold Ford Jr., and co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics, Tom Bevan. You know, Tom, I'm trying to put it all in perspective here, and, and it's tough to, to gauge because it's so unprecedented, that, you know, that you would see a move like this um, by the FBI in a raid on a former president's residence. Um, there has to be something really significant for the judge to have been authorizing the search warrant affidavit. Uh, and for them to do this in a public way, because they have to understand the political implications, the the bombshell that it drops uh, if it's not there. You would think so, but I'm not totally convinced of that. I mean, because, uh, you know, as you look at this and as you said, I mean, the FBI and the Department of Justice had, you would think, had to understand. I mean, they are either completely out of touch um, or they just don't care. Um, because to do this in this way, when again, we're, we're, we're speculating because we don't know all the details, but as Alan Dershowitz has said and written, um, that, that these kinds of raids are the, should be the last resort. There are other ways to resolve this. And unless we find out that they've tried all of these other methods, uh, and were unsuccessful in some way, um, the way that the, the FBI did this, you know, it's going to lead to uh, further polarization, further uh, diminution of, of trust in not only the FBI, but the government in general. And, and so you'd like to think that they, they did consider this very, very carefully and very thoughtfully and how it would be received by the public and the, all of the sensitivities involved. 
But, you know, given the way the FBI has handled some of these other things and what we've learned about how the FBI has handled things in just the past few years, I'm not completely convinced that that's the case. It may just be that they are so inept and so ham-handed and don't really care what the public thinks. Um, but we do need immediately as much transparency as we can get uh, as quickly as possible. Right. To know what the cause was that started, that initiated this thing. But let's just give a little timeline so that everyone listening here has has that. Um, January 2021, uh, then former President Trump leaves the White House with boxes of documents. Uh, sources say that they there were classified documents among them, and there were multiple stories, including from Maggie Haberman and The New York Times and others. Late 2021, the National Archives reaches out to the Trump team about missing potentially classified information. January 22, former President Trump's team voluntarily gives the National Archives 15 missing boxes of material being that were being held at Mar-a-Lago. June 22, high-level DOJ officials meet at Mar-a-Lago, and the former president stops by as the meeting continues and negotiations continue. Now, sometime between June of 22 and August of this, this month, negotiations break down after a perceived lack of cooperation from the Trump team. And then August sometime, prosecutors submit an affidavit and a federal magistrate then signs this search warrant and August 8th, 2022, the FBI searches Mar-a-Lago. That's the timeline, Harold. Those are the facts that we have. We also have sources saying that it de does deal with classified material. But as you know, it can start that way, that that's the entry, that they get the search warrant, but that they're looking for something bigger, that there's something else. We just don't know what that else is. Look, I think as you lay out the timeline, Brett, it, it, it basically answers the questions I heard, I heard Tom and I think Tom is I agree with everything he said, which probably means one of two things. Um, there was an extraordinary breakdown uh, on uh, between the Trump parties and the Justice Department. And as a part of that, a derivative of that, <clears throat> the breakdown uh, involves a critical, critical piece of information. I don't know what investigation it's for. Uh, we are speculating. Is it January 6th? Is it one of the investigations in New York or Georgia? Is it some other uh, investigation that is underway that may involve some classified materials? I don't know. But I do know this. Tom is right. If there is not something here, uh, this will damage the credibility of the Justice Department. Now, I'm not starting there. I'm, I'm only reacting to what Tom said. I give everybody a benefit of the doubt here. The president obviously is being targeted somehow or another or is a, is a part of this target. Uh, number two, as a result, he's innocent, as all Americans are, until proven otherwise. And in this instance here, the timeline you drew, I think one of the things that we should also acknowledge is that, you know, Jeffrey Clark uh, and I think John Eastman had their they had 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 uh, subpoenas delivered to them for information that the Justice Department wanted. And I think uh, even uh, Peter Navarro and others may have had their may have been may have been had some similar things happen. So it's not you know, I think that's where people are piecing some of these things together. But what but all this piecing we're trying to do in our own minds uh, probably is a waste of time until someone comes forward and gives us a sense of what the what the, the facts are here, and that may interrupt or put for that matter put more bones or put more meat on the bones of your timeline. Yeah, that's I will right. say this. I will say this. Just one last thing. If my home were invaded, raided, someone coming to my house, a uh, law enforcement, looking for documents, that search warrant would have to say 
And in this instance, with this president, remember, this is a court authorized uh, a seize up into the into the, uh, raid into the president's uh, to the president's home there in Mar-a-Lago had to be uh, unsettling and upsetting. But that search warrant delineates exactly what the court is allowing the the law enforcement officials to look for. Now, if they find other materials, they can seize that if it uh, looks as if it could be uh, uh, in, in, in furtherance of some crime. But I got to tell you, Brett, if someone walked into my home in New York with a search warrant that I believe was completely out of bounds, I'd give you the, the search warrant. I'd give every show, I'd give every show host in America the search warrant to say, here's what they're looking for. I have no, and I'd probably use a cuss word, idea why they thought I would have this. And there's no way they could have reclaimed any of this in my house. So again, there are two parties that can lay out what's in that search warrant. One of them is the person who searched and the other is the law enforcement agency who, who, who asked that court to authorize the search. No, you're right. You're right. And that's that's an important point. Uh, And we don't have that search warrant. And that is a key part of all of this. I guess my point in asking the question is not to go down a hypothetical lane, Byron, but to say if this is really about National Archives records and that law and it's this show of force, then they have handed a political weapon to fire up not only Trump supporters, but also skeptical Republicans about the sense of government overreach. You know, in the background of all of this is the stirring of this new bill with 87,000 more IRS agents, enough to fill a college football stadium. And the thought process of the level of restraint that government does or does not do in either raids or audits just it's an easy thing to get into the minds of Republicans, which obviously would have political benefit to the former president if he chooses to run again. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, uh, I see where you're going with this, and I, I agree with it completely. First of all, you have to remember this raid was completely unprecedented, has not happened. A number of people who are, are not pro-Trump people called it, characterized it as crossing the Rubicon, a huge step for the Justice Department to take. And I know I thought, my first thought was, they did this over the Presidential Records Act? Really? Uh, I think the elephant in the room here, Harold briefly mentioned it, is January 6th. We know the Justice Department has a January 6th investigation going on. We know there's a grand jury. We know top former Trump officials like Pat Cipollone have testified before that grand jury. And then, bang, there's a raid in Mar-a-Lago. I find it very difficult to believe that this is completely separate, completely discreet from the January 6th investigation, and it is really just about the Presidential Record Act, I do, I have to believe there were other avenues to get these documents that the government had not yet pursued short of an FBI raid. So um, uh, to, to go back to another theme here, transparency is absolutely critical. The president does have or should have a copy of this search warrant Uh, he needs to release it. But also search warrants often say, uh, you know, the judge gives the authorities the the authority to go in and look for a certain thing in a certain place at a certain time. Uh, But it doesn't give all the reasons that's usually laid out in an underlying document and affidavit. 
we need to see that. We need to see what this is about. And the reason I say that is that lack of facts was a huge, huge problem in for two years of the Trump-Russia matter. Uh, there would be little bitty bits, little leaks from an investigation, and they would be talked about and there would be speculation, and it got crazy uh, for days and weeks and years. And this can happen again if we don't have any facts about what's going on. All right, we're going to take a quick pause here. We'll be back after this. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Now, we're told by the White House that the president did not know that this raid was going on, and near, neither did the White House, they claim, uh, until it was tweeted out and news coverage happened. Obviously, Tom... The attorney general and the FBI director, Chris Ray, would know about something like this. It would be something that would be live, get to the level of that, but perhaps not to the White House for a purpose uh, to to not have the president know. Now, I will say that this has crossed lines. This is former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo tweeting, DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid. And it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigations. So, you know, Tom Harold mentioned the onus could be on, you know, the Trump folks to come forward with what they specifically asked for and, and took. We know they took about 17 boxes, according to people who were there, of stuff, and they didn't search through it. Uh, there at Mar-a-Lago, they took it away. But uh, you've got Cuomo, who don't, I don't usually quote for you know Republican <laughs> support. Um, right, the disgraced uh, former New York governor. Yeah, look, I, I don't. I understand the argument that Trump could be the one to put this out, but I mean, I really don't think that it is incumbent upon the authorities and the Justice Department and the FBI to explain what they're doing and why they're doing it. Okay, is not necessarily incumbent upon the you know Donald Trump or, or his team to have to explain what the government is doing to them. Um, the other thing that I think is is important to put this in context, and this is one of the reasons that that this event is I think links into other things that have been going on um, is just the double standard of justice that, that is potentially out there. I mean, if this was about the presidential records act, if this was about having classified material, uh, taking that outside of the white house, you know, there's, there's the whole matter with Hillary Clinton and her emails and the way that she was never, her home was never raided. Her lawyers were given immunity. Uh, obviously all of the Hunter I mean, Biden stuff the that's list. going on. The Hunter Biden stuff. You could go down and... the list. And I think that's what is also, you know, potentially disturbing and makes it look as if there are two standards of justice, one for Republicans, in particular Donald Trump, and and one for, you know, Democrats and, and folks uh, who, who, you know, uh, are treated differently. I think that that in and of itself is a real problem for the Justice Department. The idea that, that, that somehow it is acting in an inappropriate partisan way, that it has been weaponized, against political enemies, because remember, as you mentioned, Brad, at the beginning of the show, this is, it's historic because it's, it is a former president of the United States. This has never been done before, but it is also 
important to remember that he is a potential 2024 candidate, the potential opponent to Joe Biden or whomever the Democrats nominate. That adds that other element to it that I think is makes it that much more uh, sensitive and important that this is treated in a very nonpartisan way and that there is total transparency as soon as possible so that so that 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 perception that this is somehow partisan doesn't you know get in there and and become uh become fixed in the public mind because that would be uh that would obviously be harmful to to the department to the government uh and and to our civic life yeah and remember just in the history books here impeachment one was about a phone call with the ukrainian president about trying to dig up dirt against a political opponent uh in joe biden uh from his dealings in ukraine um You've got all kinds of stuff with January 6th and that surrounding that obviously those investigations are continuing. This is not to say that it's not there. You know, maybe it is. It's just that you wonder why this effort was made like this in this way. And we don't have those answers, Harold. That's the that's but, the bottom line. But what you're right. And and I, I look, I, I, I'm not I'm a believer that no one's above the law, whether his name is Biden, Clinton, Trump anyone uh, that's a former president who wants to be president, someone who was president, who wants to be president again. And I'm not going to defend hypotheticals or theoretical. Remember, the Biden, Hunter Biden investigation started under President Trump in his Justice Department. I mean, if there if there are facts there that I know we don't, some people don't like the way the press covered it, and that's fine. I happen to agree with some of that criticism, but I just don't I don't know of an example. Yeah, no, but nobody raided. Yeah, but, but, nobody but, but, raided but Hunter Biden's apartment. But exactly. they knew there was a so classified. There was a there was uh, information. There were phone calls. There was stuff about the business. There was all kinds of stuff in a laptop that was discounted, and and the FBI actually had the thing. And there exactly. Was no, so they had it. But Brett, but Brett, hear, hear me out with one second. The only reason the Justice Department would behave like they had behaved in the last thirty six hours is if there was an extraordinary reason. What we're all three saying in our own way, and I'm trying to minus the politics out, but my, but Tom, who's a great Princeton guy, I'm only a pen guy, but I, I'm trying my hardest here to understand this. If you're telling me that Bill Clinton, who had an investigation launched against him on something called Whitewater, which most people think is Monica Lewinsky, Whitewater is a strip of land where they put a bunch of, uh, of, of mobile homes down on a, on, a stri- on, a, on, a, on, a, on a river down in Arkansas they thought the Clintons might have benefited from or profited from illegally. The investigation eventually netted the, got the president for lying in a deposition about a relationship, an extramarital relationship that he had. So if anybody knows this, this is a bipartisan kind of thing, the way these investigations go about. But I end where I started. Number one, this was an extraordinary reason. And the Justice Department better be able to back it up. And number yeah. two, if you raided my house and they said we wanted to look for four AK-47s, five kilograms of cocaine, and we believe you have a document. That, that is that is the suggesting that you're going to violate or betray the country and cre- uh, 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 do a do a, commit some sort of treasonous act. I would give you that after I'd give you the affidavit. I'd give you the, the search warrant. And if my lawyer didn't want to do it, I'd do it. And Brett, I'd say, mm-hmm. I'd come right on the show tonight and answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Now, I well, know you say, Tom, it's not upon the president to do it. But if all this extraordinary stuff we're saying, unprecedented, if I were the former president of the United States and I was innocent, I'd go right down to Fox News, CNN, NBC, ABC. Anybody would take me and say, I never had any of this. I don't know what this is. And you got to ask the Justice Department to show you what they retrieved from my home. Period. Yeah. And we'd put it into well, office. Yeah. I know you don't have the document. I'm not sure about that other stuff. But um, 
But, Byron, let me wrap it up here in that this law about National Archives records, um, you know, Sandy Berger was probably the most egregious of it. He went to the archives and stuffed classified material into his socks and his underwear, and he got busted hiding it someplace that he could go retrieve it afterwards. And it was negotiated to a misdemeanor. He didn't serve any time in jail. He lost his security clearance for three years and then got it back. So all of this stuff about the egregious nature of this, and we obviously went through that nothing happened with Hillary Clinton and the classified emails and the hammering of the Blackberries and destroying of all this stuff and the 30,000 lost emails. Nothing came of all of that. Yet here we are. So we end where we begin. Byron Everything Everything you just said uh, tends to support that this is small potatoes, and it makes no sense to cross the Rubicon to do this, this unprecedented thing, this extraordinary escalation uh, over something that's small potatoes. It just makes no sense, which I guess brings us back to, to January 6th. But I, I just, uh, the, the problem is, in the absence of actual facts, crazy speculation uh, arises. And it's already going on on MSNBC and CNN and other places. Uh, and it's a, it's a bad thing. It's bad for the country. And the FBI has set this off. And the Justice Department needs to find a way to tell the American people what is going on. It's, it, it, this not only ha doesn't happen every day, it's never ever happened before and they owe the public an explanation. Yeah. And you hey, don't Brent, can we all agree to... one thing here? Can we all agree? If I'm wrong, and this is it's something that is lighter, I'll come right back on. I'll go on Fox. I'll go anywhere and say, you know what? Uh, my line will be very similar to Andrew Cuomo's. And I only hope that those who are equating this with something that is really little, really small, inconsequential, and they had to go after Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton, this and that, come back on and say, you know what? This was extraordinary. Much like some people disputed that young 10-year-old girl story who said that she was uh, had uh, was raped and was raped and was uh, and, and 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 had to have an abortion. An attorney general of the state came on and said, "We have no record of this." Only to have to recant all of that once the facts came out. Yeah, Let's yeah. I will only say, Harold. Here. I get, I get it. I get it. I will only say for all of the months and months of the Russia probe and all that we heard on every channel, I have not heard a lot of recanting on all of the shows that were tick tick ticking to the next time bomb of the Russia you know, investigation. So I get what you're saying. You, By the way, you can only go on Fox, but um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I hear you. And but, on your show, I, I, said, I said that the Democrats should not have impeached the president the first time or the second time. So yeah. look, I'm, I'm consistent around this. At least I try my hardest to be. And all I would say is, look, they, if, the, if the goods are not there here, this is a problem for the Justice Department and the credibility of the agency. And, and is going to martyr this president uh, and yeah. seems to me to be the opposite of what some of his his political opponents want. Exactly. So that's that's the thing, Tom. I mean, if anything, if that is true and the goods are not there and they don't move to a criminal prosecution or they fall short and it is kind of Russia part two, it only emboldens the former president politically and arguably, that's not what the other side wants to do, but maybe they do. I, I can't really figure out the political implications of this. All I do know is that we need to, as a country, calm things down. 
because the last thing we need is another January 6th or something where people feel like this is the beginning of a civil war. But there needs to be a turning down the heat, not a turning up. And this is turning up. But here's the thing, Brett, if they do not have the goods, if this is something that is not justified, does not justify the actions that they took, there has to be accountability. There has been no accountability uh, in the past. And I think that's what gets the public for, for the FBI and the Justice Department. If they did this and if it was inappropriately done, if it was prosecutorial misconduct, there needs to be accountability and people need to be fired. And that's the only way that the temperature is going to get turned down, because if it doesn't happen, it'll just continue to build. And the irony of this is that this raid on a former president's house happens on the anniversary of the day Richard Nixon resigns. Panel, thank you for this is a bit of history. On August 9th, 1974, Gerald Ford was sworn in as the 38th president of the United States in a ceremony in the East Room of the White House. This just a day after President Nixon announced he would be resigning from office in the wake of the Watergate scandal. President Ford would go on to pardon Nixon, an unpopular move at the time that plunged his re- approval ratings and that some political analysts say was responsible for his eventual loss to Jimmy Carter in the 1976 presidential election. That'll do it for this week. You can hear more of this series at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Make sure to leave a rating and a review. We want to hear from you. For Byron, Harold, and Tom, I'm Brett Barrow. We'll see you next time. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.